Welcome to Back of the Rack. Uh, I'm your host, Bendez, and with me is Sandy. And um, this is a podcast where we talk about the games that have been neglected, uh, the ones that sit on the shelf in any game store and people ignore or don't talk about. Not the blockbusters, but not the hidden gems, somewhere in between. Just and, the games. Uh, yeah, just, yeah, just, just this is just a game. Right. <laughs> Sandy, how are you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Now that I have everything on dark mode, so it's not blasting me in the face. But before that, let me ask you, because it was just your birthday. Oh, yeah. So happy belated once again. Thank you. Thank you. What did you do for your birthday? I went to a winery. I didn't really want to go. They kind of just woke me up and was like, hey, get the, get the fuck out. And I was like, OK, drove me all the way out to the middle of nowhere and what? went to a winery yeah it was it was pretty nice it was pretty chill and then that's when i got a birthday present a guitar oh <laughs> wow yeah that's so. slick Wh wait where's the guitar i don't see it uh oh ignore it this is not my guitar but this one is my guitar i don't feel like pulling it out because that was no, that... work, but <laughs> yeah that's fine yeah all right um, i've never sick, played guitar dude. ever in my life but I'm oh, okay learn, so yeah there we go damn so are you a fan of wine are you a wine connoisseur i'm a friend of gentleman drunk that's what i'm a fan of <laughs> okay so being i guess that being said are you a fan uh or are you um is wine drunk different than you know uh beer drunk or straight liquor whiskey drunk or something is, is it feel different because i've heard many things i don't drink wine See, I don't really be getting drunk off wine, but I guess that's just because like my tolerance is so high because I like drink like <laughs> I drink like gin and juice or like mm. Hennessy Crown Royal. Like I drink stuff that makes you go like, ooh, and then I, that's all I drink. You know, I got to the point now where I can drink like half a Henny bottle before I feel something, which is not a good thing to say. Now that I think about it, that's actually a problem. We'll, we'll edit that out. Don't worry. <laughs> 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 no, oh, are are you a fan of? So that's cognac. Uh, do you like Scotch whiskey? Yes. If you it's do. brown, I dig it. If it's silver, don't bring it near me. Okay. I, all the silver yeah. stuff tastes like uh, high school. I don't know how to describe that. <laughs> yeah, because you like mix it with juices and everything. Yeah. Like dark liquor, you don't typically mix. You can like rum and coke or something. Yes, yeah, you gotta. It's an acquired taste, but like white wine. I mean, not white wines, but like white alcohol it's clear i guess is the better clear word. there you go yeah it's like the party like yeah dude drink this man i get you fucked up like it's nothing like <laughs> nobody says that with whiskey nobody's like hey man drink this whiskey with coke it'll get you turned up right. they go no drink right. it because it tastes good and that's why i like exactly that the yeah. drunkness is a afterthought what so then what is your drink of choice my drink of choice is currently crown royal there's a salted caramel crown royal. It comes in like a cute little like orange salmon like bag. It's really I've nice. I've seen it, yeah. Like one cup is enough for me. And I'm like, oh man, like that is my like, it's so smooth. Uh, it tastes like juice. Crown royal, that's Canadian whiskey. Yeah, it's like right? a little, it's a little bottle. Look like a, uh, <laughs> I love like a teapot. <laughs> that's what it looks like. It looks like this. I don't know. Like, yeah. Throwing up Naruto signs. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing up gang signs. We'll edit that out. Don't worry. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I think my, uh, I love scotch. Uh, I'm a huge fan of like scotch, not bourbon. Um, I do like, you know, uh, rye whiskey and stuff. But my go-to is probably just like a Glen Levitt neat uh, 12 year whiskey. Yeah, Glen Levitt, yeah. I gotta look that up next time I'm in the, the liquor store. It's, I gotta look that up. It's, uh, well, I mean, the bottle I get, my, my everyday drinker, bottle <laughs> which which i don't drink every day but it's like my daily driver don't worry wait, wait, like, <laughs> <laughs> i'm sipping right now <laughs> uh yeah it's like 20 bucks it's it's cheap you know? oh yeah but um yeah i'll usually get like fancier bottles like for my birthday or as gifts and stuff like that but oh, yeah. it's it's smooth but it's also like it's very earthy and uh it's smoky and you know yeah, smoky like it's peaty and, and smoky and, and alcohol. All those... <laughs> but um, yeah, so Sandy, you turned how old, my man? I turned sixteen. Like it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's nah, great. I am twenty. Twenty. Twenty-four. You're twenty-four. Yeah, I'm a baby. What? Yeah. 97 i'm a baby i had to think about that for a second because i've been because like by half like i've already rounded up myself to 25 like yeah i thought you said 25 last time i was like oh yeah there's like a five-year difference roughly between us but now there's a huger there's a bigger (laughs) age gap yeah it's just just because like i always round myself up to 20 like whatever the next date year is i round it up after may i'm just like whatever bro i'm 20 whatever so i've been saying that all year i'm 24 so now when i turn 24 i'm like ah, you shit. start losing count how old yeah. am i yeah damn okay so i'm the father of the podcast and sandy is he's he's the son you're my son i'm the baby <laughs> you're the baby i'm the nintendo yeah. wii baby of uh, the podcast <laughs> that's actually so, scary to think so about. you're gaming like when we talk about all these games and stuff Let's see, 97, so by the time you were, like, cognizant and able to, like, process, like, oh, this is a video game and shit, you, that would have been, like, 2006, 2000, like, wait, 2004, you were about, like, what, Yeah, five or six? Yeah, (laughs) I'd say, because that was when I first got my GameCube, like, I have, like, no nostalgia for, like, anything before GameCube, because GameCube was my, like, first console, like, I remember yeah. watching my dad play like 64 and all that stuff like that, but I never really was like the person to be like, oh, I need to even now, like I don't I can't really get into like playing like Super Nintendo games or anything like that. Like I'm not gonna be like having a bunch of cartridges on the shelf or anything. <laughs> like I vividly remember I think cause Ruby and Sapphire was my first Pokemon game. I think that might have been my first game actually, because I was super obsessed with like the anime Pokemon at the time but i never played anything yeah. and my dad bought it for me to get me coliseum and that's how i got like a game yeah. I, my first pokemon game was coliseum and ruby and sapphire and i played through them all and that's all i played and then that's just how i went do you have any um like playstation one memories or was that not a console that you were you're were with either only playstation one damn only PlayStation 1 memory I can think of is my 
uncles playing it was an x-men fighting game it wasn't like yeah. marvel versus x x-men it, oh, it like was x-men academy versus... yeah 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 it was x like that was that one with like nightcrawler with the two swords like i think it's the first time yeah. i've seen it with the two swords and i was like what the fuck is this that's that and there's like a re i can't remember the name of it and it's gonna i'm gonna have to do some deep research it was like a resident evil like i know it wasn't resident evil per se Mm -hmm. But it was like a Resident Evil clone with like the same arts, not art style, but like camera, like fixed camera angles and tank controls and stuff. But I don't know what the yeah. fuck it was. I just remember it scarring the shit out of me. Like there was something scary that happened. And I was like, whoa. And maybe Dino Crisis? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there. Uh, I guess there was a lot of games that sort of had that fixed camera. Yeah, that was, a, that was an <clears throat> error right there. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I guess... That's uh, I didn't have a birthday this week, unfortunately. But I, I had a funeral. Unfortunately, my grandma passed. Um, God rest her soul. However, she did have dementia, and uh, so she was already long gone in the minds of you know most of the family. Um, not to be a downer, not to bring not to bring this whole podcast. You need uppers yeah. and downers, but but you know just to catch everybody up on you know a little bit on our life. Um, yeah, so. I've, you know, I've been busy with that, but uh, in the interim, in between, uh, the new game that we've sort of been uh, playing, and we mentioned in the last episode, is uh, Second Sight. So, Sandy, let's... I guess this was your pick, so why don't you kind of oh, lead us yes. into the introduction. So, yeah. Second Sight, I don't know how to describe it. It's like... So <laughs> yeah. I Well, I guess, g give us the... Uh, let's talk about the like release date and like the like you know who developed it and then we can go into like what the this is the game you've probably seen it i'm gonna grab the cover really fast i should have been more prepared you've seen this cover before every time you have seen this cover before and gone what the hell is this but as you can also see it's by codemasters and free radical design you probably can't see that that's out of vision okay but free radical design is the same people that made time splitters this game came out in 2004 it is by the same people same art style and everything so once you see it you probably see some gameplay in a trailer that already popped up that is time splitters all right it uh came out on everything except for yeah, it came out on everything. Yeah, at the time, right? Wait, um, who? Codemasters was the publisher. Yeah, so there was some and... publisher issues because there was supposed to be another bigger publisher, from what I've read, and I mm. theorized it would have been EA, mm. but um, they turned it down, and so because of that, they had like to scramble to find a publisher, and Codemasters was the one to pick it up, and they only had like six months left of like they were like, okay, we're gonna drop this. In like six months and they're like whoa okay market the fuck out of this and just had to go along with it when when was your first uh or when did you first hear about this game was this something that you've recently like oh i remember it and i'm picking it up or did you already play it when it first like i've never played this game like until i got it from a because like when i first got game two <clears throat> i was looking up like video game lots and stuff on ebay to try to like boost quickly the collection and this game was always <laughs> in every freaking lot and i was like lot, what the yeah. fuck is this so i bought one one time never played it ever like i don't think until right before i moved and i played it and i was like yo 
yo, this is this is crazy. Like, I, this is actually a pretty interesting game. It's not what I expected because I just see gun dude holding his head, second sight, and I'm like, it's another generic third person, first person shooter. I'm not thinking nothing of it. Mm. And that's my first time playing. It was a year and some change ago. <laughs> Oh, okay. So, oh, I don't know why I assumed that you had played it like a couple years back and you like you rebought it and like you wanted to play. Oh, it. no, I've never That's played this game. I okay. never saw it until like I like I now that I see the cover, like I think about it. I'm like, yeah, I did used to see this cover all the time. But like, yeah. I never was like one of those. I was like only anime. If it's not anime, I'm not <laughs> picking up the covers. And that was me back in the day. Yeah, I think uh, I whenever i went to my local like game store like gamestop or fuck um there's another store that sells like used games called bookman's that i would that i always go to i, I would always see it but i was kind of like you where i was like like if it's not if it's not anime if it you know i'm just like I, and that. the cover exactly and then like the the cover sort of looks weird like it doesn't tell you a lot about the game yeah you know? it's kind of like I'm just like it's a real it's like a real image of a man <laughs> which yeah. is like weird when they do that as opposed to using the in-game render you know of the whatever the character yeah um, and there's nothing else like it's just a straight black background like straight <clears throat> red like it's really interesting to like see it and yeah the red is not even the color palette of the game at all <laughs> like, it's <laughs> there's, there's like only no one red. room in the game with a red color palette and that is like <laughs> at the end of the game <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's yeah there's not a lot of red in there um yeah so i would always see this game and i want to say i want to say that i picked it up um when i was like younger and i played it for a little bit and i thought it was too difficult and i re fucking returned that shit you probably yeah <laughs> you probably did. i was like what is this because i will be honest as we get into this a lot of my observations and um and i guess the reason that i took a little bit longer to complete it was because some of this like it was difficult for me i don't know if i'm just slow oh no like it says six hours on the clock for me but it was probably it's probably i probably have more time than you yeah like, just from cutting like gameplay like if you'll probably notice it in the gameplay from what i like sent you like there's like hard cuts <laughs> randomly throughout like the videos that's because i cut like 30 40 minutes of like just shitting around because like i wouldn't know what to do or i'll get caught yeah. by guards and get fucked up and have to retry like 70 times so i think yeah okay in game time says six hours but like actual game time is probably like close to nine ten at twelve maybe 12 hours i'd say yeah yeah damn yeah okay so then that i guess i don't feel as bad anymore <laughs> <laughs> oh no don't don't feel bad yeah because i was like damn how did he beat it in What'd you say? Six hours? Yeah, yeah it said like, five oh, minutes God. and fifty nine, five hours and fifty nine minutes and like forty five seconds or something like that. It's how it says on the in game time after the credits. Yeah. So, um, you have some notes about the developers. Um, so why don't you go ahead and oh yeah, tell us a little bit about what the hell they're there is some about. actually some good notes just to help give more context to this game a little bit, like um. The original developers, like Free Radical, they were the guys that was originally at Rare that masterminded the GoldenEye series. So that's why Time Splitters is kind of like GoldenEye 2-esque a little bit when you play it. And this game, 
is completely different from everything they've ever made. This is the only third person game and only game I think with psychic powers that they've ever made. So Oh, and this one's more story driven compared to the rest of their games. Like this one uses a lot more context and a lot more environmental things. But it was originally supposed to be called Redemption and was supposed to be their first game. So this was going to be a PlayStation 2 launch title because Time Splitters was a PlayStation 2 like launch title. But they mm. decided, no, nah, let's just do Time Splitter instead and just put it on the back burners. But apparently most of the story and gameplay ideas was already in there. They just literally shelved it until they was ready to work on this project instead of the other ones yeah they are um no longer here with us though free radical they uh god rest their soul <laughs> they got eaten by the star wars train they um the og trilogy I mean, og duology of star wars battlefront games they originally had like it leaked a couple years back star wars battlefront 3 and it was going to have like seamless transitions there we go that's the word seamless transitions from ground to like space combat and everything with like a whole campaign but then they went on to they got canceled then it became got bought out by crytek and they worked on crisis series and then they got bought out again by deep silver and made home front 2 which is why yeah. also in the news you just saw that there's a whole 4k remaster of the entire time splitters 2 inside home front 2 just like as a cheat code what the hell yeah what's interesting too is that i've looked up a lot of the people that worked on this game and yeah a lot of them kind of splintered off when um when free radical designs was dissolved but i think i did see a lot of people working for on like the on crisis 2 and Homefront, and i thought that was interesting um and i tried to like make connections from like little um just playing through the I guess just playing through the game, you know, I tried to see like if there was any like uh, design philosophies that carried over to like Crisis Two and Three. Did you play those? I played Crisis Three. I do remember playing yeah. a lot of, but I think I played mostly the multiplayer for Crisis Three compared to the single player. And there is a little bit of that open endedness when it comes to its story um, and its gameplay. Like this, the narrative structure is. Um, I don't know if they just like to play with this tool, but going from the past and then going to the present, that's in Crisis 2. Oh, that and, is? Uh, yeah, oh, wow. Yeah. So that DNA, and I'm not sure if like the writers were involved, um, but it's just interesting to see like that same sort of going to the, the past and then going to the present, um, and then it kind of all colliding at the end, like it does in, in Second Sight. It's kind wow. of just... That's like, actually oh, okay. really interesting. I didn't even know that <clears throat> yeah. was... The plot of crisis i always thought it was that game that people were like can it run crisis i never really to be fair i never really knew what the plot was other than i think the first one being like super soldiers or something isn't that the plot yeah Too much yeah yeah so, uh, something like that um i played crisis 2 first um and that game is really like i i like that game a lot um and then i played crisis 1 because they like ported it to the ps4 i want to say yeah so i played it on there and then i played three and it kind of just started to become a little like a little wishy-washy but did you ever play their um uh, home front 2 i have played home front 2 that is one of the games i've uh i feel like i'm probably like the only person to play through home front 2 i played it on pc and i was almost about to play it again through p on ps4 just to do the cheat code 
like because that yeah. just came out they've released the code for it now so you can just see it just so i can play time splitter 2 for free <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, um, that's, that's pretty badass i do know they worked on dead island 2 before that went over to it went from the people that made dying light it went from them deep silver was it i went from them then it went to free radical well, the new free radical correct whatever and went to them and then that version leaked that's the only dead island 2 we have seen is this leaked i don't even want to say alpha it's probably like pre 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 alpha footage it's like yeah. technical alpha and then now they're not doing it and that's the last we've heard of them it's kind of huh. kind of sad yeah the um the writers and the director uh they have not done anything since um i know one uh, of the guys is a scientist now <laughs> what really i watched an interview this morning actually with one of the guys talking about the time Switcher series and he's a scientist he doesn't even do video games anymore i was like yeah that was just some high school like shit that we were doing yeah, <laughs> i just wanted serious. to flex my muscles <laughs> yeah uh the concept creator, uh, what's his name? David uh, Doak. He... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the dude I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. That's like the only, well, that was the last concept he came up with. And I just thought that was interesting. He's like, you know, he's he's credited as the concept creator. And, you know, like if you look at his, um, his discography, <laughs> filmography, if you look at his <laughs> gameography, gameography. Like, it's... <laughs> It's like the last thing that he did. I was like, damn, uh, that's interesting. Just to be like, yo, I have this idea for this game. You're going to play this dude who doesn't believe in like paranormal and then this and that. And then just dip out of games. I just leave this game out there for and the then I become to play. Scientist. Yeah. And then, yeah. And now, and, yeah. And now I'm a paranormal scientist myself. <laughs> uh, there is the lead character artist. And that's actually interesting. I was reading your the notes on here about it as well. I didn't even realize that the lead character artist. Well, so he was the Ben Newman was the lead character artist on Second yeah. Light. He was the uh, him along with two other guys, but he um, was like the lead lead. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> like, he kind of just pointed fingers to go do this. He didn't really. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, no. Uh, so he came up with all like. I post. I put some of his artwork in, like in the document. And if you look through a lot of his artwork, you can definitely see that it's his style. Yes. That's sort of printed on, uh, both, Time Splitters and Second Sight. Oh yeah. And I think he just, you know, just for the sake of like, you know, not being overburdened with all the designs, he had two other lead designers, um, or character artists that would help. But he always approved all the designs to make sure it was all consistent. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So, and that probably as makes I was sense look why this like a lot more tame compared. Well, Time Splitters is also going through. That's also going through time, but like more sci-fi. So, exactly. Yeah, I can. Yeah. I can understand now why the designs are a little more tame, except for the gangster designs. That Queen's <laughs> level. <laughs> that was my favorite level. But we'll, um, we'll, we'll talk about that. <laughs> so yeah. So Ben Newman actually, um, he's pretty. He, I guess he's pretty well known within like the gaming um, character artist uh, like community, and his designs are like really sexual and like 
he has like oh, a yes. fetish for like contortionism and if i don't know if that's a word uh contortionists <laughs> but he um yeah he's just all over it, that kind of stuff and it's just interesting his his designs are so muted in second sight because second sight is so like i want to say down to earth but it is pretty fantastic in some areas um but it's more fantastical grounded. it's it's like um it's like that movie push with chris evans and Dakota yeah. Fanning, where it's like it's still psychic powers, but it's very realistic psychic powers. Yeah, like they try to ground the that world. Um, so his designs on this are very like muted and take like a back seat, um, which is, I thought was interesting because I'm like, well, why even use him? Why not do a different character designer? Because all the character designs they're just wearing like regular army shit and like. Um, yeah, just yeah. regular jackets and pants and i'm like well why'd you need this guy it almost feels like they wasted his talent a little bit <laughs> you know but um yeah he's i think he's the guy i did the most research on because he was the one i found the most about and i really did enjoy like the uh the art style of this game at, at i guess at face value yeah yeah another interesting tidbit i would say and this, I hate to bring this up, but like, <laughs> do it. PsyOps came out a couple months before this game. Like, it was kind of fucked up. Like, because you got to remember, like, this game was supposed to be a PS2 launch title. Like, this game was in the works for like years. And then, soon as they announced their game, PsyOps gets announced. It was just pretty much the exact same game. And then, on top of that, it released two months earlier, so it's kind of like, what do I do? Yeah, I was looking at the like release dates, and the two thousand four was a that was that was the the year for games. Yes. So much like so much came out that year. That's like, uh, I guess classics now, or just like I don't know, hidden gems and blockbusters. Like that year was filled with games, and psyops itself was overshadowed by like a bunch of other stuff that came out there's a lord of the rings game that came out uh just a the good one have a was that return of the yeah. king i want to say return of the king <clears throat> yeah yeah oh wait do you not like two towers or am i talking about two towers one of the ones that's a the beat-em-up one <laughs> yeah because two towers is two towers and return of the king are pretty much the same i think return of the king has a little bit more like character uh, progression okay yeah yeah but um, and I honestly haven't played those games in a while. But so I was kind of looking to you, to, like, oh, to no. know if which one. Which All one I know was is the that they one. were fun to play. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you play psyops? I have. I have very fond memories of playing psyops. My dad actually loved that game. And back, it's actually freeware now. So like, you can just download the game right now for free. Like, just Google it real fast and download it and play the whole thing. No piracy measures or anything like that. They kind of like just oh. released it open source. So I think back when I first got into PC gaming, that was one of those ones that I first played again. Like I played it as a kid and then played it again as I got older. So I, I have very fond memories <clears throat> of that game. Yeah. And that Psy game is, it has a lot more psychic powers. Like there's pyrokinetics. There's uh like electricity. Like it's a lot more action oriented. It's a lot... Imagine 
second sight when you, you know when you get into a firefight, but like your powers actually help you. <laughs> that's that's yeah science. that's yeah that's <laughs> that's a good way to put it because it just it, it be feeling like that sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah. So let's. I guess we should talk about our our impressions about this game because this was my first time playing it um and your i guess second time playing well first time playing through it fully right yeah so okay i think the one mission we both are going to talk about the most is the last mission i played and then i restarted again when we said we were going to do this again so yeah so uh my impression this game was interesting. So I remember always seeing it. And if I had bought this game when I was like younger, um, because I used to do this thing where I would buy a game from a like a GameStop or whatever, and then I would just return it seven days later so that I could get a new game. So I didn't really have much time with each game, but it was the only way that I'd be able to play a lot of games was to just essentially keep that money in like a loop, you know, just using the same like, yeah, just keep it going, you know. Um, never like fully investing into the game. It was just like, okay, so I have um, Tales of Symphonia, you know, on GameCube for, you know, seven like days. seven days. That's yeah, and then one. like, yeah, no no, <laughs> so I had to like return it and then, I, you know, to get uh, something like Second Sight, you know, and I feel like Second Sight would be one I would probably return like w- within like that next hour. <laughs> be like, mom, can you take me back to the store? <laughs> this, I actually don't this like is... this. Take me back tomorrow. I'll walk up there. <laughs> Because this game is, it was challenging, um, Very. and especially like for a, a, like a younger kid, like I was like, there's a lot of, there's not a lot of direction, um, and I guess that was sort of the thing with the games back then in like the two thousands, you know. Um, it, it does not help yeah. as well that this game relies heavily on like environmental design. Like if yeah. you aren't like paying attention to like very minute details you'll miss out on like a lot of things. Like there was one mission where you need to sneak into like a room. It's like a little small shining box. And if you click that, then you get a floppy disk. Then you got to go to a computer, sign in, literally drag like on the GUI of oh, the like computer yes. screen, like literally drag it from the email uh-huh. onto the floppy disk, pull the floppy disk onto another computer and load it all up. Like it's just like, Which... I would have never thought of that shit when I was six. Yeah. The, what's interesting is the game design there is um so typically when you're teaching a player how to you know like do some when you're when a game developer is teaching the player how to play their game they introduce all the elements in like small pieces you know and they're like okay this is what you can do and this is the limitations of the in-game world this is how you you know you can drop down from ledges so now you know that you can do that and i know that that's a possibility with the specific example you're talking about they never taught us in the beginning how, like oh that you can copy files and this that this is the specific... only mission that that is exactly used for and it's like and it's late game and you would never have thought let me click nope. and drag nope. i was thinking like, <laughs> i was walking around that room like okay what am i doing wrong because i watched gonna... your gameplay because i was stuck I watched you struggle and I was like, how did he know? And like, you were like clicking on stuff. And I was like, I don't know what to do either. And then like, I, it finally clicked. I was like, okay, so I have this floppy disk and I know that I need to like put something on it because a window comes up. 
I just it was just the idea of like yeah like how do I copy it and then also it didn't help that the video that you were trying to drag onto it or whatever um that played in a separate room yeah and you remember that yeah yes in a completely whole other room so even after you even if you like if you saw my gameplay even if you stealthily knock out the two people put everything in you still got to sneak past the metal detector which is even harder and then go into the actual room that was actually where i was stuck and i watched your uh gameplay on it right yeah i set the alarm and killed everybody (laughs) well what you did was you used uh the telekinesis and you like pulled the wires because oh yeah like there's a cutscene where they kind of like talk about yeah you know i just fixed this uh metal detector i just needed to jiggle the wire you know and like i just was like okay whatever like that's not helpful <laughs> but it yeah. was yeah so i saw that you like pulled the little like wires or whatever um on the metal detector and then got through but i struggled for that that level took me which was halfway through the game more than halfway through the game that level took me like I don't know, man. What like two hours? I like, want to say so many restarts. That was probably the same for me. Like I, there was a huge chunk of like gameplay I cut. Like it just strict doop and all the tries in between until I got the right take and was like, sheesh, it was crazy. Yeah, it took it took so much. So, um, the game is difficult, and I think it takes it takes a lot after games like Metal Gear. There's like a little bit of that. Um, I don't want to say Resident Evil specifically, but the games of that time had the fixed camera perspective, oh, yes. which was a limitation of like you know the hardware and obviously the engines that they had. In this game, you actually get to choose, you get to choose three camera views on the fly with the fly. what X button. Yeah, you can just switch it at any time. It's it's so crazy because you want to use the fixed camera because it's so cool. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yes. man, this has got some great camera angles. But it never helps you out. It's always, like, detriment. Like, the very first room, as soon as you walk out and you walk into the next room and then the next room. And there's guards literally, like, right here. But the camera's yeah, facing frame. away from them. And you walk down the hallway and you're walking right into the guards. It's not fun. Dude. Oh, my I wanted to use the, like, I think that's why I struggle too, because I'm like, I'm pretty sure the game's default would be that fixed camera angle. Right. You know? And yeah, there's just too many. I'm like, does this want, does it want me to play this game like a stealth game? Because I can't with this camera angle. You know, like, you need to be like aware of your surroundings, and that camera angle locks you in, in frame, and there's guards off to the side, and then the alarm goes off. Or there's like a um, a security camera in the corner that's out of frame, and then the alarm goes off. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't understand. How am I supposed to play this right now? Like, I would do the... what I would switch in between the third person camera and then to the fixed camera to see like if I ever got stuck, I'd be like, okay, it's pointing me. The camera's focusing on this, so I probably should focus on this or something like that. That's how I would use it, like real quick to just like swap and then swap back. Yeah, that's honestly that's kind of that's kind of genius. That's uh. <laughs> I, that's funny because that's such like a gamer like mentality like a a workaround like oh i mean i mean like do you think that they intended that camera to sort of be like a hint camera essentially is what you were using it as oh, like yes. oh, okay this is where it's focusing because like, if you, you use the actual it? third person camera there's parts where like for example like there's um there's a mission where you escape like an insane asylum 
And when you're like yeah. carrying in the girl, you get to this like this balcony and you're like, mm. okay, where the fuck do I go now? Like, what do I do? And I didn't realize that you're supposed to get up on the ledge, walk yep. around, and then open the door <laughs> so you can get to the bottom floor. And I was just like, I'm gonna jump down. <laughs> like I didn't know what to do. I was just so confused until I turned on that camera and I was like, Oh, there's a ledge over here. Let me go ahead and hop on. And that's how I figured it out. I didn't even know you could hop off there. Yeah. The game um has a lot of like those sort of well to be I don't know how much I like the game, I'll be honest with you. Like when I think back on it, like there's a lot of it's like I really liked the beginning and the middle, but like towards the end, I was just like, what? You were tired. Yeah, I was just like, and it, it's only like a supposed to be like a five to eight hours roughly, you know, and I was just like, I don't know, man. Yeah, I um, I definitely say that one specific mission with the metal detective we were talking about. I think that was almost my breaking point where I was like, yeah. I can't do this shit no more, man. This is too I'm not much. having fun. Yeah. Because I think the very, like, there, I think the very next level when you fight, I think you're in, like, an underground bunker or, like, generator. Like, when you actually get inside the church and have mm -hmm. to, like, save all the little ki psychic kids. Oh, my God, dude. That was that probably mission. my least favorite mission out of the entire yes. game. Like, that one was so hard. Like, I didn't know what was going Like, specifically like opening the door like there was a there's like a door yes. and you had to press like a handprint i didn't know what the fuck to do i was like what do i do i didn't realize you had to possess the person to open the door walk all the way over to a fucking computer yeah. log, log in change it to where anybody could access like i didn't know that and then they, as soon as you click the computer they start shooting you so you gotta like do it real fast it's <clears throat> not fun that yeah that level ugh. Yeah, we'll talk more about that level. That was the one where I was like, oh, dude, I don't know about this this one. Um, let's. So I guess let's go over the story a little bit. Um, yeah, let's let's go on that. We'll go back to game. We'll run back yeah. to gameplay. So for st story, right? This is. Um, I, I feel like they really. They really went full like Quentin Tarantino on this, um, as far as like narrative structure and design. This is really interesting because they do the whole like, you know, going from the past to the present and then they converge at the end, you know? Yes. Yeah. And I, f I sort of feel like, I guess it's hard to say, but back then I feel like that was pretty ambitious. I, like I would say. That was. I would like, definitely I just, say because like, the twist, as soon as the twist happened to me, I was like, oh, 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 like that's why I was so excited to talk specifically about the story. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Like this twist <clears> is really good. Mm -hmm. I don't, yeah, are no, we going to put a spoiler up? Are we going? I guess if they're watching this podcast, yes. If you don't want to be spoiled, game. I guess you can turn off this podcast and play the game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, because I, I would say the the story is probably. Uh, I I don't want to say it's like the main treat, you know, like the like the biggest appeal because I think the story does fall flat in a couple of areas. It does get very redundant, like in the like the I think until like the halfway point, it does get very redundant of being because it's always the general structure is like I'm in the present, something like the very first level, you're like, oh, whoa, what's going on? And then he goes, ah, 
and teleports <laughs> into the the past and then does a flashback for the past then it goes back yep. to the present and then repeats mm-hmm. itself after you do it just switches back and forth between that the whole time yeah yeah and this i feel like this is like a really good i <clears throat> so to use time splitters as an example time splitters has you going through different you know like um timelines i guess you would say or dimensions yeah and and uh that's a great gameplay excuse um to give the player um some variety um and a new take on like the same mechanics and stuff like that but with with second sight it does that but i kind of don't feel like they had maybe the right locations or the right like game play maybe to because it's basically going from like some hospital or some military compound back to some place in Siberia or what? what, what was yeah, it? it was like the same like winter mission. Yeah. Was it Winter and Ice? That was I think that was the name of it. The operation. Yes, yeah, so, or uh, yeah, Winter Ice and Drobensky Dr- Dr- or Drobensk. Hmm, I can't remember. Zabensky is yeah, but... whatever the crazy Russian doctor's name was. <laughs> so like the place that you went to, I thought was just like a little like boring, you know? So like they have this really cool narrative design which is to go back into the past and the future and to like converge them at the end. But you're not going anywhere interesting and you're not remembering anything really interesting. Right. Um, and it's not like you got multiple missions. It's all one long winter. Exactly. Mission. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like visually they're both consistent because they're both like in in cold hospitals cold um offices like compounds yeah offices and then streets yeah so like i guess maybe thematically they fit because you know you're in the cold environment and all that but it was just kind of like i don't want to i hated going back to the snow place i was was like oh we're going back here that's actually very interesting because i loved going back to the snow place (laughs) did you that was actually like a change of pace i guess because the present missions had so much more like i don't want to say differential but like there was um they were really like each mission had a specific thing you needed to do like Mm -hmm. the first mission escaping from the hospital or like Rest going into the insane asylum or going through the sewer, like everything in the the present had like a specific thing that you had to do. Like the entire Queen's mission, not the uh, leaving Queen's mission, but the like entering Queen's mission where you had to meet with the gangsters, talk to the gangsters, deliver the drug, like all this extra stuff you had to do. It was kind of like I don't know. It felt like harder to me than like the fun of just shooting with the sniper rifle walking down winter ice like i think my favorite winter mission was the one where it was just you and the sarge right before he gets uh right before the big twist happens i think that was the part for me where i was like okay i really like these winter missions like it really felt nice and more concrete because i guess because i didn't have the psychic powers to like boost it yeah i thought that was interesting too because they at some point you start well, so I guess when you go back to those winter missions, at first, you don't have any of your psychic abilities. So they take them away from you because it's in the past and you haven't um, like you haven't discovered that you have these latent 
uh, just psychic abilities within. Right. <laughs> and um, when you go to the future or the present, quote unquote, uh, like you have those abilities, so you're going back and forth between having all these abilities, all these options, and then going back to the past where you don't. But then they start to converge a little bit. And then you start to get those psychic abilities um, when you do go back to the past. <laughs> Explaining this is actually more difficult than I thought. It would be. <laughs> Without having like the yeah. explicit spoiler. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so like there's that aspect. And I think maybe like the not having those options sort of frustrated me. And maybe that's why I didn't like the... Uh, these winter missions maybe but also there was i don't know i did like that mission with the sarge the one where you go through like the, the like the canyon and then you end up in that little facility and you kind of yeah, have, you to have to sneak through both have buildings and stuff exactly that yeah. was i liked that one too um because that was one of the probably one of two memories that i have where like it felt open-ended that you could tackle it in any way. Yeah, because um, in my gameplay, I snuck through the first building and then got caught in the second building and had to fight it out, like, just shoot out. And, like, dude. it was crazy. But I think about it, I'm like, what if I snuck through this whole thing? Like, how much of a difference would that have made? Yeah. My girlfriend asked me, she's like, so what is this game about? And I was just like, um, what do you mean? Because <laughs> <laughs> this is the... I guess this is the interesting thing about games, right, is you can ask, well, what is a movie about? And then you tell them the story. But when you ask what it, what is a game about, you have the gameplay and then you have the story. And it's like, oh, like, okay, let's just use Dynasty Warriors as an example. It's right? a bunch of... <laughs> so, so, so if someone were to ask, you know, you, Sandy, and they were like, hey, like, what is it about? You'd be like, oh, it's about the Three Kingdoms era and you play as these officers. But then you have to add the extra layer of the gameplay, which is like, oh, you play as this one dude and you're just mowing through armies, right. <laughs> you know? So it was hard for me to explain to her, like, what this game was about. I was like, well, it's about this guy who's, like, a reluctant uh, or very cynical scientist, a very skeptical scientist. And he's confronted with the re reality that his beliefs... Um, and his reality are kind of contradicting because he now has these paranormal abilities, you know? Right. But the gameplay, I'm like, but it's also, it's like a stealth game and you're trying to like unravel this mystery, I guess. Like, like how would you explain it to somebody as far as like what this game is about? I would say the easiest way to describe it is sadly Metal Gear Solid with psychic powers. Even though that is absolutely not what this game is. Like, to ease, to ease somebody in, I would say that. But, like, the story is so integral to the gameplay. Because I think that's why I like the winter missions. Is because, for me, like, um, the charm ability, which allows you to turn invisible when you um use it, made stealth super super i don't want to say super easy but like it was a lot easier than like in the winter missions like i think that's why that one mission was fun like have you did you ever peek with the doors nope yeah well, I, I did just to see like what it was like but i never used it because i was like i didn't know 
the game never taught me the limitations of like if I peek and they're there, will they catch me? Because you open the door, like yeah, when you it's press like the peek full button. Open, yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, can they see me? I'm not gonna risk that. I'm not gonna fucking no. Yeah, and I so think I that's why I liked it because it forced me to use all the gameplay options available to me, like actually going to the computer and turning off all the cameras, like hold on, so they don't see me. Like I felt like I was like more like because. Once you have the ability to just magically heal yourself or not psychically heal yourself at any time, it kind of dampens the allure of like, oh, what if I get caught? What, what's going to go on? I need to restart from the checkpoint because I got caught. Like, I don't have to worry about that. If I have healing, I can just heal up and then be good and have that annoying black and white effect happen. Oh, my. We're not even going to yeah. talk about that. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I will compliment that. It's cool. <laughs> as it's annoying cool. as it was, and this is actually like the really interesting thing about games and maybe our like maybe physiological response to like some of these like I guess stimuli. So when that happens, it was so irritating that it sort of wanted you like to like not ever run out of energy, you know? Yeah. It was like that. Yeah. It, it would like it would like crush the screen a little bit and then like open back up and then like and was, black out your face like ah yeah like every time i'd be yeah. like oh yeah, my god so yeah and it had like a sound too that really like just inherently yeah, yeah. Just, it, it inherently made you like not ever want to run out of that psychic energy and i would always Although sometimes you couldn't help as soon it. as i get charmed yeah. yeah or like if you get caught while you're like charmed or like possessing oh. something it just lowers yeah. the whole bar and it's which did it did it ever say that that was the case? Because I was so confused as to why, like, I wouldn't have any um, psychic mana. <laughs> or whatever the fuck it's called. The SP. Yeah. <laughs> Special points, skill points. Um, like, I can't remember it ever saying, like, oh, by the way, if you get caught, you can't use any of your, your psychic meter. I noticed it. Um, that's how I no figured out that cameras could, like, spot you, even if you're, like, okay. invisible. Because I think it, I, I saw the camera walk in the room and it just ew and like exactly alerted the alarm. And I'm like, what the heck? I was invisible. How does this camera see me if I'm invisible? And that's how I realized it. I think that was like I, the first mission you get charmed when you have to like sneak into that one computer room. There's like three cameras in that room and I didn't even realize it. And it just ew every time I'd be like, what the fuck? So I yeah, find out I think, yeah, that kind of happened. Uh, yeah. I, well, actually, I thought it was like, um, some sort of like EMP device or something. You know how games like will have, well, actually, Crisis. <laughs> you know how you have to manage. Oh, that's another thing. And as far as okay, so like Crisis has like sort of like a, um, like you're managing your suit's abilities, and then you also have like you know the capacity to shoot and stuff. But your suit has like a super punch, or you can run faster, or you can like just be overall like a better, you know, like. I guess fighter and and you can be invisible. Um, you have to have have to like manage that kind of stuff. And in Second Sight, it's very similar. That philosophy mm -hmm. is you have to manage, you know, how much um, you know how much meter you have to be able to use both, you know, uh, charm and and be invisible. And then you have to like wait a little bit for it to charge back up. And then you know if you want to use the uh, projection ability, you would have to. Wait for it to use... fully project so you can like grab them and have enough time to do what you need. Yeah, you have to like kind of plan. Yeah, it was like a management um, kind of uh, style, which 
yeah so i guess it has that you could almost say that second sight is a spiritual successor or a crisis is a spiritual successor <laughs> <laughs> we should just tell people that yeah, this, put, is, this just, is what Crisis yeah. is based off of. This, this is a game. <laughs> we, just, we just make it a fact and just just put it on Twitter. Second site was Wikipedia page. Yeah, yeah. There you go. No one looks up or no one like will. No one's like, gonna fact check that. that. Yeah, there you go. Um, I, I will say the stealth is really rewarding though when you uh, get it to go right in your favor. It's really nice. Like the alarms and getting caught. Because there's certain missions where, like, if you get caught, you might as well restart a checkpoint. Like, you, there's no point in you even trying to fight it out or anything like that. There's some missions where it's just, that's it. And there's even, like, certain, like, attention to detail things I noticed. Like, like that one room specifically with the, the floppy drive. If you knock out the cleaning lady, it initiates the one guy to come in and be like, hey, my darling, what's up? Love? Yeah. And I'm like, what that the was... fuck? Yeah. I, and I was like, I wanted to know more. I was like, wait, what? Who was that? Was that important? I kind of like it was it piqued my interest. And it also made the world feel like a more alive. That's for sure. Yeah. There was uh, also another one. This is actually in the very first mission where you're escaping the hospital. This was a very like um, strong story moment, but it wasn't like a main story moment. So. When you were playing a John Vatic in the beginning and you descend the elevator and get to a specific floor, you walk out of the elevator and there's a man, a guard, like who's sitting at um, a, uh, you know, his post and there's a computer there. You don't, you don't really pay any mind to it, you know, so you watch the cutscene and it's John Vatic and he, uh, I think he like force pushes the guard and kills him instantly, you yeah, know, accidentally. <clears throat> Once again, because we're so jaded as gamers, we're like, whatever, he's dead. <laughs> you don't care about it. But if you go over to that that PC, that computer that he was on, um, he's talking to his wife via chat. And they're having a whole dialogue back and forth, dude. And I was reading it, and it was basically like, <laughs> you know, hey, uh, hey, babe, uh, there's like, I think there's an intrusion or something like happening on the upper level. I'll be back. She's like, okay, I love you. And then she's like, oh, I'm going to go uh, grocery shopping after this. Um, and, you know, just saying like some other random shit. And she's like, hello, are you are you back? Or, like, are you there? You know, and obviously he's dead because That's you just killed him. Actually, cr- I didn't even read that. That's actually yeah. crazy. And she keeps messaging, like saying, hello, are you there, babe? I'm getting worried. Should I like, do I need a call? Like, what do I need to do? You know, and I'm just like, oh, my God, I just killed this man. <laughs> yeah. I And what's funny is that. Like, like me and my girlfriend, we um, will IM each other on Google Chats while we're at work. So, like, I kind of felt, I was like, damn, that's, like, what me and her do. And if I got killed, she would respond this exact way. She'd be like, babe, are you, are like, you good? like, are you there? Yeah. like That's actually so, scary. Oh, my gosh. I do, I do know there's one later on. Um, there's, like, a spot where, like, one of those missions where like you can read like a, a wanted poster for you where it's like wanted dead or alive and it's like a picture of you from the hospital and it's yeah, like will kill like it, i don't know if it changes depending on how you act but it's like will kill unannounced or something crazy like that it's just like talking all shit about you like how you play the game and i was like that's cool yeah um i guess that was the thing i was curious about too is like oh if i didn't kill anybody if i just tranquil 
trinked everybody, like, would there be differences in some of the dialogue or that ending or that wanted poster, you know, if you yeah. didn't harm anybody. I'm not that I'm in a hurry to go back and play uh, a, a no. Yeah. Not anytime yeah. soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, what did you think about Vatic, the main character, John Vatic? He is playing as him. the only. He is easily the strongest character in the game, as well as the only character I would say in the game. Like, most of the other army people are kind of, like, just there to be army people. Jane was kind of interesting from, like, the beginning until, like, she magically disappeared from the rest of the story. Like, she was, like, super, super, like, interesting. And I wanted to see how much farther they could go with, like, her character. But she just ups and leaves. Same with the Sarge. Like, the Sarge was super interesting to me. And then he just up and leaves too after his time is done for the, the gameplay and the antagonist i think is the only i think the kids the little psychic kids are more interesting than any other character other than john vatic because even the antagonist i still to this day don't really know what the fuck like he wanted to do or why he hansen was... yeah yeah i don't know what he was trying to do he just looks like a gecko they all well they all look like geckos. <laughs> he looks uh, the most like Rango. Ben, ben Newman's uh designs, like their eyes. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's funny, but um yeah, John Vatic was probably the strongest character. Sarge, I liked him even though he was pretty much you know like a discount Barrett or Mr. T, uh very like standard black military sergeant guy. We gotta get to the wall. Bunch of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Jane was cool in the beginning. I thought there would be more play on like him because when John Baddock and Jane are sort of both introduced or both meet, there's a tension because John Baddock is a skeptical scientist and she's like this devout psychic. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, um, I was like, oh, that's interesting. I love like skepticism meets like, you know, a true believer or something. And that never played out. And she disappears. And it's just like John sort of finding out that he's um, psych is a psychic, you know. And But I never, I felt like it was never really done to the extent that you would feel like he was like coming to terms with like, oh, cool, I'm a psychic now. Or like there was never like, ah, oh, I don't get it. I'm. I'm a psychic. I don't believe this is happening. This can't happen to me. I don't believe this. This is against my beliefs. You know, he kind of just like somewhat was reluctant, but rolled with it over time. And yeah. then he just, you just did it. Everything, you know, it's the very so, first minute of gameplay, you telekinetic the wall and he's like, Whoa, I got telekinesis. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And then, yeah. And then you're like, you know, told that he's like a skeptic and doesn't believe on this. So you would kind of assume that he'd have different, um, a different reaction you know now that i think about it maybe her character is more compelling than i'm putting it out to be because in hindsight thinking about it with the twist and everything like that she is very prophetic so like what if like that was her role you know what i mean like to i'm trying to figure out the words to say this without specifically stating the spoiler 
You know what I mean? Just just spoil it. Fuck it, bro. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because I mean, we're having a whole discussion about a game that's what more than ten years old. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you, if you want it, get it on Steam right now. But it's um. So the main twist is that the past, present, and future is all happening at the same time. And John Vatic can essentially interweave in between the different timelines. And that's how he defeats the main villain. Because the main villain realizes, oh, like, the winter level is happening. That's that's my interpretation. Is that the winter level is happening in the present? And that everything else was the past? Like... All right, so... Everything this is where it gets flip-flop. tricky with time. Yeah, this is where I was. Time has never been like time travel movies have never been my forte because <laughs> I'm always like, how do it's so hard for me to wrap my head around like some of these uh, abstract notions of time. And so I think with this, like, so all three of these past, present, and future are happening at the same time. John Vatic can. Um, affect the past and now i don't know about the future he doesn't yes 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 because in the asylum mission she has the same stopwatch that oh that's right yeah so there's like (laughs) it just kind of hit me right now where i was like oh shit she did have that and he didn't get that until the past but if that he got that in the past how should we get that in the (laughs) (laughs) yeah so it's definitely a game it's almost like the movie um, Mementos. Have you heard of this movie? No. It's a. Uh, oh well, I guess I don't know if you know, but I'm a really huge like film buff. <laughs> Not really. I read a lot about film, but I don't watch a lot of movies. Like I have a shelf of like just like just narrative design and film, the history of film. I I love movies a lot. I haven't seen every like like movie. I'm not like one of those guys. Oh, have you seen this super obscure movie? But 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 you know, I'm just. I I think I more appreciate and really love the craft of making movies. Okay. Yeah. Um, so um, Mementos is Christopher Nolan's, uh, one of his first films, um, and it stars Guy Pierce. And um, it's essentially like this game where it's like going in the past and you're trying to want like, it's, Wow, I wonder if they actually drew inspiration from it. Because what, it's basically what, like... What year did it come out? 90s? Uh, no. Early 2000s. Maybe. <laughs> or what if Christopher Nolan stole from them? Let me double check. Hold on. What if he played the game and was like, hey, man. He's like, hey, you play a second brilliant. <laughs> Shit is crazy. I should make a movie out of this. Ah, <laughs> uh, Memento. Memento is the movie. Uh, 2000 came out in 2000 yeah uh psychological thriller film so basically like the character i mean i don't know if i should spoil it or whatever but he's basically um ha- you know has amnesia and trying to piece together what happened in the past and then turns out he's like living in the future and then it converges somehow um but it's it's really hard to do and these types of movies um are really hard to wrap your like head around sometimes because there's so much time travel and when we're experiencing time as people and as gamers really like you're only thinking about forward and we kind of you know subconsciously will think about like the past like oh what i did yesterday and stuff but we're usually only thinking about present and future and we think about it in a very linear way so i think when games and 
and media sort of try and like, oh, well, this is all happening at the same time and he can move in between, you know, yeah. it's hard for us to like, well, where is now? <laughs> where like it's hard where for us I to find start? a point of reference. Yeah, exactly. Because even now, the like, beginning and I'm end? thinking about certain situations in the game and I'm like, wait a minute. But what if that happened? But then like I'm trying to piece together the actual timeline of when everything happened. When the events. Exactly. Yeah, it's difficult. It's just so crazy to think about. And I don't really know because the ending is just it puts you in that spot. Yeah. Yeah, the ending was like, I was, I was kind of like, what? The ending made me realize, like, is this really good or really confusing? <laughs> okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one that finished. Because there's one specific mission. Or, like, I think towards, like, when the twist actually happens. When, like, or maybe right before it. There's, like, a t like if you start, like, losing or if you die or something like that, you'll get these mm -hmm. weird cutscenes of, like, yeah. Yeah, of him getting like interrogated, and I'm like, like the first time it happened, I was like, "What the fuck? What did I did I just do something different? Wait, what's going yeah. on? Like I thought like the game was gonna keep going or something like that. It was so Same. confusing, and I was, I didn't know what the go what was gonna happen. I think the ending, other than how they defeat the main villain and the actual final boss fight, it was a really good ending. It was it was a um it was like an inception ending. <laughs> kind of yeah. not really. <laughs> but uh yeah, that actually gameplay element was really cool, um, where you would die and it would give you like a special cutscene and it almost made you question like, wait, what the fuck is happening? Do I is this like was I supposed to die? Cool, then I just watched this cutscene, but then it play this cutscene now and it was John Vadic, the main protagonist, in an interrogation room. And he's being talked to by the antagonist. And I think the antagonist is trying to convince him. He's trying to like re alter his memory of what happened. Because I think he's suggestible right now. Or not right now, but in the game, you know, whatever. Yeah, so that's actually a really cool like gameplay little element that they added. Like that, I think there's like a couple explored. of them. Yeah, there's yeah, like a couple of them. And they're different. Although, like, they do get repetitive after, because especially if you're dying a lot or have to restart or whatever, they get a little repetitive. But it, I thought it was really cool. I like that aspect of it. Yeah. It's neat. So what do you think about the uh, psychic power specifically? Uh, just to give, like, a little list. Just so we can do, like, a tier list. Let's do a little tier list real quick of all the psychic powers. We got, there's charm, which you can use yeah. to seduce people and turn invisible. Yeah. There's Psy Blast slash Psy, um, what is it from Dragon Ball Z, Tenkaichi 3, when you do like this, there's a super explosive wave, and you just uh, do a giant. The burst, I think. Yeah, is that a giant like that. AOE Psy Blast. Yeah. And then there's, <laughs> AOE, right. there's Telekinesis, which gets upgraded to where you can now actually pick up people. There's Healing. And then there's Projection, where you can like, astral project yourself and then like remote activate certain um objects and features go through laser walls and stuff like that and then you can also use that to possess later on in the game is that all the powers that's it right yeah that's it yeah it feels it. like more because some of them have dual functionality yeah you know like charm you can affect people's like mind or whatever or it makes you invisible yeah um so I would I would say that projection was my most used. 
Huh. That's um, actually that would be that's my tier. I would say that's the that's number one for me. Uh, number two would be um, healing. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be no, that should no that should be what. first. <laughs> uh, oh, I, I will say though that the animation work on some of these were it's it's really incredible. I'm I'm also a huge fan of like animation. And the animation director, uh, I forgot his name, but like they did like the projection animation, while I think it's a little long in the tooth, like because you press the button to like project and he goes through a whole like fucking, like, uh, ah, ah, yeah, and and you can't like get out of it. You can't cancel the animation. You have to like let it play through unless you get shot, then it cancels. Um, but the healing animation too, like where the like, healing oh. animation is really good. I really like <laughs> it, especially trippy. how vulnerable it leaves you like especially yeah. if you have to heal from like low health and use all your mana to like heal back up the top like the like yeah. that's when the effect of like the camera fuck ups film effect really like pops and is like really nice to me yeah i would definitely agree um uh, healing charm i mainly i never got to play around with like the charms like um like uh, you know, suggestive, like you know, making people calm down. Except for when you're guiding Jane through the asylum, and you have to like calm her down or call her to you. Um, but I use that a lot, you know, because you could go invisible with it. Um, uh, and then the te telekinesis and side blast, I use the least. I would That's say actually interesting because I would put them all. <laughs> in a tier s tier <laughs> all in a tier because charm was my most used one like that that's why i was saying with the winter levels once you get the psychic powers it kind of defeats that purpose because there's one mission like i think the last like mission by yourself in the like winter levels when you have to sneak past all these guards to get to like a church mm -hmm. i i just charmed my way through the entire thing and then i got to the church and was like wait what the fuck? What do I do now? Yeah. Where's the key? <laughs> and I didn't yeah. know, so I had to charm my way all the way back, find the key, charm all the way back. So, but um, telekinesis. There's a little known thing about it that, like, I don't even think you would have known, even if you like experimented. Was that with telekinesis, you could once you grab somebody and you hold them, you can press up on the D-pad to switch to your gun. And use it and still be telekinesis, like choking them. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, actually, I'll be honest, though. I um, found that out. And the mission that you're talking about where you go all the way to the church and you like charmed your way through. I found that out there accidentally because I, you know, I alerted the guards and I just I don't even know how I did it. But I, I was like, oh, shit, I wonder if Sandy knows that. Or I wonder if that was like a gameplay. um, Like bug you know or if it's like meant like oh yeah you should be able to lock onto them or uh to telekinesis them and then switch to well, your gun and shoot them it. yeah or, or trank them yeah you could but i think i learned that in the the same mission where you get your power psychic powers in the past that's when i learned it, mm. it was like that specific moment when you got it with the sarge like i like yeah used yeah it and i was like oh shit huh interesting i never used it though <laughs> I, no, I never I, used it either i think i used it the one initial time and like maybe like two three more times it was like oh that's cool and just never did it again but it's an option yeah Same it's, just, with it's the, a little it's, it's a little 
pro tip for anybody who plays Second Sight. Yeah, after this use it. Use podcast. it. Yeah. Use it. I'm telling <laughs> you, you will right need now. It. Right. You, you can beat the, the game blast. in three hours. Yeah. Cyblast, yeah. when you start getting those Splinter Cell dudes, the Cyblast, you just shoot them one good time with that and then shoot them another good time. Though it uses all your mana. You'll kill them instantly. That's how I got rid of most of them. So my technique was basically choking them and then lifting them up, banging them around a little bit. Then I would drop them and then I would shoot them on there on, there on the floor. <laughs> just Soup. yeah, <laughs> yeah, like ah, like it was yeah. It was there was little... one spot where like they were like on like a giant like scalpeling, and I just kept grabbing them and throwing them off it each time. I would just grab them and as soon as they come up the stairs, just all right, you next. <laughs> Uh, what's funny is that with that mission this is why i say that i used the projection the most because all i did was project it into one of them and then went around and then knocked them all out all the way down as like one of the, them and then there was only one left that being the one that i was knocking them out with and so that i would go down there and then i would just like i, I think i just choked them out and it was just one to deal with as opposed to all of them Oh yeah, but that is cool that you know. Obviously, we had different experiences with the same mission, and we tackled it differently. Um, that open endedness is pretty cool. Yeah, the psychic powers, though it is the main like draw of the game, isn't really like the most fun thing to use. I don't want to say the most fun thing to use, but like, I would agree. Yeah, they're not like they're not like control or like you know what I mean, like. That's a very good like, example of like a good psychic game like that came out like a couple years ago where like <clears throat> your telekinesis and you're jumping and you're like moving through everything. It's kind of just like you need to use these powers or else like you can't get through the game. But I feel like you could still probably beat the game without using them to like a minimum extent. Of course, other than the obvious, like I need to use this for the presses elevator button or something like that i did feel that um at some point i was like they're giving me a lot to work with here you know they they started to give you a lot of the abilities quickly and i'm like i don't even fully grasp the last ability or i haven't used it enough and i think that's sort of why i mean when you ask like what's your what's your like rank on them you know it's because like some it's of them really are just like, like it's really yeah, like the main was... three telekinesis exactly. charm projection and, uh, healing yeah, yeah, for healing. Um, the, uh, so as far as the open-endedness of it, <clears throat> I feel like there was times where it wanted me to play it like freely and like figure out my own path. But I feel like ultimately the design was still like would funnel you into doing it one way. You know, like I couldn't just stealth my way through something. You had to like attack, or you couldn't. You couldn't like. Um, just go guns blazing through a whole thing because like you know, there would like you just couldn't get to a specific room because it was locked out because of the alarm um you really had to use like a mix of things but i feel like that mix of things wasn't always like whatever you wanted to and that the answer could um like you could plug anything into the answer and it would work it's like no you need to find the right mix of things to solve this problem does that make sense Yes, because the asylum, uh, no, not the asylum mission. The asylum mission, you can kind of run and gun it, but it, it wouldn't really help you out at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, I feel like that's a good example of like what you're saying, 
with like plugging it in to answer because you could go guns blazing and there i think we all like did it stealth as long as we could and then as soon as the alarm we just like fuck it bro i'm just yeah i'm almost there i'm just gonna do it <laughs> yeah yeah there's a lot of instances like that where i'm like well how does i thought to myself a lot like how does this game want me to play it like i'm yeah. like i want to play it this way but it's like this is not working so i'm guessing i need to do it a different way but i have so many options and i it was difficult sometimes to narrow it down with no direction, you know, and then obviously there's the environmental storytelling, the environmental storytelling part that you're talking about, where it's like, you know, you need to pay attention to what's around you. And there's and, very small details that you could miss because the open in this in this openness of the level could lead to you missing, like, for example, that floppy disk. And then yeah. you would have to backtrack and find it because there's certain things like that that you need the floppy disk in order to beat the level. But yeah. you could entirely miss it from the way that you play the game. I don't know. I guess as far as stealth, I don't think it worked for me all the way. Um, I, stealth was more frustrating to me, I would say. I wanted it to work. Uh, yeah, I, I really wanted it to work too. But there's there was a couple times where I'm like, oh, okay, I just stealth my way all the way to this point. And then like... There's a bunker part where you're in like a lab. It's that I think it's like the last level too. Um, like you're in a lab and you basically have to get to that room where you have to like um, possess somebody. God, what the fuck? Is... It's that room where you can only open it with the door, the handprint. Oh yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, That's, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's that level, and I I snuck past two guards and I took one out and I took the other one out. And like they just respawned back in front of me because I got caught. And like I turned around and like there was no one there. And then I turned back this way. And then there was like three guys just like in a corner, just spawning. And I was like, how? I'm like, that's not rewarding. Like I just went through all this work and like I just got caught, but like they still shouldn't have been able to see where I was at. It was just like the game knew, like, oh, you're in this corner, so we're gonna spawn them here. You know? Yeah. And it was just it was a little punishing. I was like, well, I don't. So then there is a specific path that I need to take. And it's not as free as you want me to think. You're lying to me, game. Yeah, I had that same interaction with the um, the floppy disk level. Where like I think there was one instance where I did alert the alarm. And I kept killing the guards real fast. But then like one would be like, hey, something's going on here. Yeah. And like set the alarm or like the alarm would just never shut off. And I had to press the button and then it would just shut back on. I'm like, what the fuck? Like exactly. Yeah. I have here in my notes uh, for the story, I put tutorial sequence reminded me of Atlantis, the lost empire. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. So have you seen the character? Movie? Yeah. The characters are very like the military characters are very Atlantis. Like I'm going to be this <laughs> trope specifically. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, well, you're like, uh, what was his name? The, uh, Milo, you know, that's, that's John Vatic. And then like the rest of the, yeah. And then there's just, like the, it was basically the Atlantis, the Lost Empire. It's <laughs> actually hilarious. But I do say, like, because I was thinking about this myself, too, where I was like, if this game was made, like, when it was intentionally supposed to be made, or even if it was made, like, today, for example, like, how different do you think it would have been? If it was made today? Yeah, like, if it was made today, or, like... or if it was, like, released when the PlayStation 2 was released as well. <clears throat> Like, do you I think, think it would have had, like, I as... think, must <laughs> shut up, Sandy. Let me speak. <laughs> no, no, go. 
<laughs> what go ahead, go ahead. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> All right. So I think so there's two questions there. Um that's a two parter. I think if it was released in the beginning, uh, when the PS2 came out as a launch title, it would have had huge success because launch titles typically get that buff, you know, that uh the extra boost because like you don't get a lot play. of games to play. Yeah, there's nothing else to play. So I think a lot more people would have been aware of it. Maybe it would have set the stage for that psychic era, the amnesia type games. Not not amnesia, the game, but like, you know, the character, you know, forgetting who they are, forgetting what happened. Um, that That's kind of like storytelling. Guys too. Did, did that come out later? Yeah, that came out like at the end of... That's like one of the last GameCube games to come out. Okay. Um... So I think it would have been far more successful. Also, just because at that time, like, I don't think that... I think maybe in 2004, people were already sort of tired of, like, the fixed camera, stealth, third psychic, third-person kind of thing. People were like, okay, this is nothing new. This is just another bandwagon game trying to, like, ride on those successes or something. I think if that game was released today, which you would have to, like, sort of assume that the graphics would be better the fidelity it probably yeah. have a different art style and assuming I that used... it also has better uh camera compared to... <laughs> yeah and then more polished um stealth mechanics um more uh dynamic like uh like dialogue triggers something like deus ex you know yes um something like that i think there would be a probably like a, a bigger appreciation for it there's a lot of design choices in this game that feel contemporary and are still seen in games to this day god that sounds like a sentence <laughs> to this day <laughs> like i'm a fucking historian or something to this day <laughs> but uh yeah i don't know i feel like that's kind of um i think it'd be better received now if it yeah was just more polished and um Maybe I know what you mean. Would, I don't know. I know what you mean, where it's like the modern advances in technology and I guess in physics and everything like that would have made this game feel a lot better. Because, like, there is, like, it's a weird vision cone. Like, you can be right in front of somebody and they don't see you. But then at the same time, you can be the same distance with another person and get caught. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's some, like, balancing issues i guess i don't know yeah like with modern advances i guess in technology and stuff like that i think that's why i like this game a lot more compared to like other stealth games because a lot of stealth games it's very like like even like a couple of the guards and stuff like that they don't have like set patterns like they walk around they talk to other guards they walk back like they they don't just do what you got to do, you know what I mean? And you can tackle them in, like, many different ways compared to, like, other stealth games where it's literally just your person, here's your route, and do your vision cone. Like, that's all it is, is just trying to stay out of vision cones, the game. But this game <laughs> felt like my stealth also depended on cameras also depended on what i did in the environment i couldn't just knock out mm -hmm. any old guard like it felt more reactive to my surroundings no yeah i think yeah that's spot on i would um i would agree that yeah i mean that's exactly i think if it came out now they could polish those stealth mechanics and then the physics 
it would make for a better feeling game um and the ui as well like the way you navigate through your uh menus through is your very weapons yes yeah <clears throat> yeah i'm just like ah this could be a little um better um this should should have been like maybe hotkeys or you could remap buttons it's weird to have a dedicated camera button like a face button yes you know? yeah because Z doesn't do anything, right? No, Z. Was he peak? Yeah, it was, that was and, it. And and, and you cl- uh, clenched uh, snaps you to cover. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's it. God, the fucking Z button on my GameCube controller feels like shit. <laughs> I need to get a new GameCube controller. Nah, I was going to uh, say the same thing when playing this game. Like, that's like when you, like, messaged me and you was like, yo, I think there's something wrong with my C stick. And I'm like, no, yeah. no, 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 no. It's this game. Trust me. <laughs> The but aiming I, is fun, but it's yeah, it is like mindless a little bit because you're just snapping, and then you can try. You can use the C button or maybe right analog stick on whatever console you're playing. But it's like, and you can't adjust the sensitivity. By the way, it's just like moving everywhere. Like I was like, I can't get a headshot on this. Yes, it's so difficult. Yeah. It's so hard. I don't know if it's because of the dead zone or the C stick. Like I don't know if like yeah. the Steam version will be like beautiful because it probably still has the lock on even on the steam version right so like yeah, i don't know if in. like it'll work like that you know what i mean like i'm more precise aiming with a mouse than i am with an analog stick like i can't even aim at a super simple <laughs> thing on destiny like i can't do it at all like i don't know what happened to me i used to be the gaming god on halo 3 now i can't do yeah. anything uh, but i don't know like maybe playing on xbox because i know that was a more shooter friendly controller like the duke controller that might work for either that or even a playstation 2 maybe we just played it on the wrong console maybe that's all it is are you saying the gamecube isn't the right console not for shooters (laughs) i can tell you that right now no yeah you're right you're absolutely right guys i think the only reason guys's shooting worked was because well, Metro Prime, had, Metro Prime had a lock on camera as well, too. And Geist had a freeform, like, first-person shooter camera, but it was more arcadey, like, I'm just going to spray the whole screen. I'm not going to care about accuracy shooting. Yeah. I'm trying yeah. to think what other shooting games there are on GameCube. Oh, yeah, I'm trying to think. I think I played Time Splitters on, on GameCube. I did play Time Splitters on GameCube. On GameCube? Yeah. Then I sold it because I was like, I'm not playing this on GameCube. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that yeah yeah i think um, i had the exact same aiming problems on time splitter and was like nah because there's certain parts where like especially tranquilizing like i would think stealth would have been a lot easier if i could have like clicked heads and hmm. knocked because there's a lot of times where like i'll go to shoot at a guard and they'll duck or like the hitbox on the head because of the reticule i'll miss it by like an inch and i'll be like huh what was that and now i'm caught <laughs> Oh my god, restart level. <laughs> restart level, eject disc. <laughs> uh, delete. Um, so I think one of the things I wanted to bring up was like this the style of the game. Um, so I, I couldn't tell if they were trying to go for like realistic grounded and sort of failed or cartoony with like a realistic edge. Because like the game cover suggests that this game is like fucking balls to the wall, like straight serious uh realistic just based on the cover right 
Yeah, because I don't and even then, think I looked at the back of the box. Like when I saw this cover, like even when <laughs> I got it, I just think I saw the cover and was like, "Cool." I never like looked at the back and actually saw the gameplay or anything of it. It was like, yeah, because you can see that it's a completely different art style on the back of exactly. the box compared yeah. to the front. Yeah. So Ben Newman was a weird choice um, because his proportions for characters are a little bit more, you know, cartoony. Um, not that that's wrong or anything, but I think the game could have, I think it would have looked better, honestly, if it did like a more <laughs> like realistic proportions on the characters, if they looked more, I'm trying to think of a GameCube game where like the characters are more regular looking, but I can't fucking think of something right now. Um, I, uh, I'm thinking of Geist. Geist, okay. I think. See, the thing with Geist is that, like, it has such a serious art style. Like, it's such a serious-ass game mm-hmm. made by Nintendo, of all fucking companies. <clears throat> but, um, I actually got to disagree with you on that one. I think the you art like style... The... Yeah, I like the cartoony art style. It, it, it helps emphasize and exaggerate, like, the psychic abilities. Like, I think because it has the ragdoll physics mm. and real-time physics and everything that go along with it, it kind of, like, hurts it a little bit. Because like the cartooning, like everything stylized, and then you have this unstylized, especially because early two thousands ragdoll physics and engine. So it kind of like hurts it more than it helps it. Because you'll there's a lot of times where I'll like throw a guy with telekinesis and his head will get stuck in the wall yeah. or something like crazy like that, just because of like stupid physics or like trying to move shit and then you don't move it or the psychic powers didn't feel snappy sometimes like. Throwing somebody, well, actually, when you're shooting somebody, I feel like I could never tell when they were dead. Yes. <laughs> like, like I shot, like, you know, like, until they dropped their weapon, that was, like, my only visual indicator. There was no audible, like, indicator uh, or um, or anything else that really let me know that somebody was dead. Um, when you're, like, strangling them using telekinesis, I couldn't. I never knew when they were dead. Until and even I, like, then, they'll be them. passed out, and they can get back up. Like they can get yeah two minutes, and you'd be like, "What the hell?" Yeah. So that was like really frustrating too. I'm like, I can't. How long do I have to hold you for to throw you against the wall? Like those uh, Splinter Cell guys wearing all black that are like the the harder enemies. I could never tell like when their shield was off so that I could shoot them, and or even that's how why I would to use... take it off. Yeah, I would just use telekinesis. I figured like I had to like somehow like, there's like a back end health meter, and once I get it down to a certain like level, then I can start shooting them or whatever. But yeah, it was um, it was a lot of playing around with it, a lot of unknowns in the game that I feel like all sort of just culminated in an experience that felt a little like half baked at times with like some of the mechanics. Um, and it, but I mean to go back to the art style, I. I do agree with you um, that like I, I do like the art style. Uh, I guess I just was like, well, what are they? What were they trying to go for exactly? But yeah, yeah I, mean, it I is, think you're right. I do like if this was made into a movie, I guess. Like if this was like made as like a real like CGI movie with this art style and the same groundedness to it, it would be flawless. I think what holds this game back and i think with the steam release and everything that that might help boost it i guess if some modders like re like retexture everything in 4k and stuff like that 
does better lighting once the mods and everything from the dead super dedicated second sight fans and time splitter fans because have you seen time splitter hd and even like from what we've seen of like an actual definitive time splitters to hd i mean 4k like remastered and the um home front too like you'll see like those graphics and this art style it does hold up once it goes into the hd generation and everything like that i think because this is the SD generation, it doesn't really help it out a little bit more. I mean, it if it, it fits for the time, you know what I mean. It looks good for PlayStation Two, GameCube, Xbox era, but like playing it now, like if it was made now with the same art style, I think it would still be the same quality <clears throat> seal of approval. Mm -hmm. Like the yeah. UI design is it's very modern when you think about it like when you pause the game you have to move a cursor with your left analog stick to select everything you can't just move do a menu like and that's how most games are nowadays so it's kind of it's it kind was, of a, uh, ahead of its time well yeah when you pause the game it's a pda that comes up like a little what you they it wasn't quite a cell phone they were like yeah, the actual PDA yeah but yeah stylus on the side exactly like a blackberry like or something yeah um, and actually i that's probably my favorite part of this game i always liked when games use computers and like you can like uh like it's like a real computer like you had the mouse and you had the desktop you know screen you could click around and you could like look through stuff although you couldn't, I mean, there's not that much to look through because it was very limited, but I just thought that was cool. And that was probably like my favorite part of that game. It's just like going to a desktop and like looking through it real quick to oh, see yes. what you need. Clicking the map cool. and actually, like it doesn't tell, it just says, this is where you're at. And you having to like yeah. piece all the rooms together. Like it's, it's really interesting. <clears throat> yeah. I really like that part of, about it. Um, it reminds me of the Matrix reload. Shit, what's the game? Enter the Matrix. Did you ever play that? Enter the Matrix. Did you I did play that game. So I... there was like a mini game in that, like a hacking mini game. Yeah. Did you Do ever you get that? the co-op? I mean, not the co-op. The uh, the fighting game mode. Did you ever get that? Yeah. <laughs> Looking at like, you felt like a hat. I was like in middle school, like early middle school. I just remember feeling like a badass, like being able to find out what the codes were. Like, oh, uh, you know, run this you know whatever code dot exe and it was just like you felt like a like you knew all all this like code and shit like it was i was ms dos <laughs> yeah i'll never forget like one of the kids in my neighborhood came over when he was playing the game and he's like hold on pass me the controller types in the code for the fighting game mode and it's just like plug in a controller bro let's play and i'm like what the hell did you just do this is yeah. a new sh i didn't even know this was in the game <laughs> yeah it's just so that that stuff was so cool like just computer stuff in games like that where it makes you feel um smart <laughs> or or yeah just makes you feel smarter than you actually are did you find like I mean, the secret know. uh space invaders game and stuff uh no i don't think i don't think i did uh, so that or, I, think I think i looked it up and i was just like oh cool <laughs> there's but like four of them. there's like asteroids space invaders i think pong and another one and i know that there's like there was like a little fanfare service to easter egg when it came to there's like a pool table in that one winter level and <laughs> right next to like a pinball machine and you can like shoot your tranquilizer to shoot the little pit, um, pool balls 
into the hole yeah. and then if you knock them all out you get like a yay <laughs> <laughs> what the hell hey. uh, <laughs> i was thinking about like i was like is that a back in back of the rat game I've been going to like stores now and I'm like, hmm, wait, what is a back of the rat game <laughs> Because like there's back of the rat games for me personally because gaming was insular. And I think it was insular for a lot of people too in terms of there was no uh, gaming community really aside from maybe like old game informers or something like that. Some people like were into forums, but f- like for me, like when I was going to the game store, I didn't know what was hugely popular aside from maybe like what was being advertised. So like every, everything that I didn't know about was back of the rack, you know? Yeah. So, so like a game, like um, a game, like, uh, I mean, I, I would even say time splitters because like that, I didn't know anything about it. And I was like, wow, what is this? Like, you know, I don't, I don't know anything about this. Like, this just seems like, you know, but it was popular people. A lot of people played it. A lot of people know about it or, even Resident Evil 4. I thought that was like a gem. I was like, whoa, what is this? Like yeah, high quality. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's how it was for me though, because like I didn't have any friends that played the same games as me or really played that many games. I didn't have um yeah, I just wasn't in a community of gamers and I wasn't in a community of game news or publication, anything like that really. So like there's a lot of games that I knew like were popular um or that would pe- that that people would talk about but ultimately a lot of games that probably weren't back of the rack for many people but were for me um were like i guess ended up being popular like you know resident evil 4 <laughs> which is like hugely fun i didn't know dude i was i was ignorant i was like what the hell cool that's, yeah that's, well to be fair you know that's how i feel with like our mutual love for warriors games that's exactly yeah. how i feel like every time i was like bro samurai warriors bro you should like play this this shit is fire they'd be like fuck are you talking about I'm like this i'm mm-hmm. not playing this i'm like bro dynasty warriors 7 like i think one of my best friends we bonded is because i went to his house and he had dynasty warriors 6 and i was like dude and he's like what and i was like come on let's play <laughs> dynasty warriors 7 we would play dynasty warriors 7 on the xbox live party chat and we playing our mm-hmm. own separate like conquest moves just like nah man i'm doing this mission right now man oh That's you got that cool. five star I just cool. <laughs> it's the only time. Yeah. But like, I would say this game is back of the rack. Yeah. I guess for like people like us, you know what I mean? Like that was kids during that Black time. Black people. <laughs> people of color. <laughs> now that you say it, <laughs> if I was like, "Ooh, mom." We're in GameStop. I'm like, Mom, I think this is the one. Get me this game. She would be like, <laughs> what the hell is this demon-ass shit? Put that shit back. Hell no. Nah. You better yeah, go get one exactly. of damn Naruto games. <laughs> you get that? Oh, my God. Yeah, but that's like, so funny. Yeah. Yeah, we were kids. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, we wasn't thinking about that. And, you know, we was trying to find ourselves. And then, like, we would play whatever was popular. You know what I mean? So, like, if kids... We're playing Modern Warfare or Halo. We were like, oh, I'm going to play Modern Warfare or Halo. Just to fit in. And then you would play, once you got your little set knit of friends, then you would play what you want to play or play it not online or something something like that. But, like, this game was gone for 10 years. Like, you couldn't get it until, like, last week on Steam. 
like GOG, everything. It was just gone on PC unless you had like the actual physical. But who the fuck has an actual physical PC game box anymore unless you were a collector from back in the day? Yeah, yeah, that's true. So it's kind of like very true. unless you were like us collecting video games or you just had it already. You you unless you knew about this game from playing Time Splitters, I don't think you would have known about this game. Because I didn't even know this game was the Time Splitters people until I put it in the first time. I was like, yo, this looks like Time Splitters. Speaking of Back of the Rack, though, uh, you just picked up um, Musashi Samurai Legend. Yes. That is one of my all-time favorite games that I never finished. But <laughs> I've never played that was it. A back, that's a Back of the Rack game for me. Because I, I, no one talked about it. I'm like, this looks cool. I like anime, whatever. I'll pick this up. And still... I think that game defines a back of the right game because it's not good, but it's not bad, but it's not popular, but it's not a hidden gem. But you know, like it's it's like not it's like not a lot of these things, so it just gets lost in. I think we're carving our our own like definition for these games that are like. I mean, you've said in the last uh, in the last in the in the last podcast you said average, you know. And I like, yeah, they're pretty much the average games that people were like, ah, oh, yeah, it's it's kind of whatever, it's bland. But because even if it's good and nobody knows about it, you you're gonna know about it. Like, right. there's a niche of like YouTubers that just make like the top seven da 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 PlayStation Two games, and then right. you just watch it and you're like, oh yeah, I know all these games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Zone of the Enders, like that's a great game. But that was like, another game that I. Yeah, yeah, it but was like a sp- yeah, but... <laughs> fucking son. <laughs> I can't. T- are we? De- do I interrupt you, or is there a delay? Sometimes I don't know. There might oh, be like God. there might be like a half a second delay, maybe, and that's what's fucking us up. <laughs> is so that- just like, oh wait, are you trying to speak? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, like Zone of the Enders is a great game. But, like, it's very, very niche. But at the same time, it's so niche, but so good that people know about it. It got an HD remaster, yeah. so, like... Yeah, yeah. It's popular, you know? It's uh not popular, but, like, it's known. Yeah. Um, like, and... I would say Virtual Quest is a back-of-the-rack game. I've never heard of Virtual Quest? Yeah, it's a, a Shinmu slash action RPG based... Ooh. On the Virtual Fighter series, so like in the Virtual Fighter games, there's a quest mode. Unironically, and, <laughs> and essentially in that mode, oh, yeah, okay. I seen this. Okay, it's kind of like you like are digitally like you play as yourself, and you go digitally into like a world where like you play as the Virtual Fighter people in like arcades and stuff like that, and like fight other people. And like they had like actual AI of like actual pro esports players and stuff like that built into the game to kind of like boost it up a little bit. And Virtual yeah. Quest is just that whole concept, but made into like an actual like JRPG. It's kind of it's tight. It's really interesting. It's really it's really interesting. <laughs> we'll tackle it one day. <laughs> yeah, I think ah yeah, I want to say that's almost all I have to say about uh, Second Sight, man. Yeah, the main thing I really liked about it. No, no. The main thing was really the story. Like, I wanted to talk about specifically 
when it fucked my mind when he was like in the fucking bed and he grabs him yeah. like the projection he's like you're in the future <laughs> yeah, he's he's like, no, you're, yeah yeah the present is now <laughs> like what the fuck it, it was yeah yeah my girlfriend was sitting me um she was sitting with me when i was playing it and i was like what the hell she's like what and i'm like i don't know what's happening but this is this seems like intense right now <laughs> like i don't know like, it's, like that was crazy but yeah, yeah uh that's all i have for this game and that's all it sounds like we all have for this game i guess we yeah i mean it. it was a lot i feel like we unloaded a lot about our thoughts of like yeah we kind of just shitted this out honestly <laughs> Yeah, and well, because I tried to like not. It's like I want to talk to you about the game as we're playing it, but I also just want to save it for when the podcast, like when we do the podcast, because then I don't want to just like retread everything. Yeah, like keep telling you, like, oh yeah, by the way, I this is how I felt again. I don't know. I might feel, but see, not this as game authentic, was hard though, because <clears throat> specifically like the twist. Like, that's when I stopped myself when I was like, because I wanted to talk with you about it, but I was like, wait, nah, this twist, this twist, yeah. like, once it happens, it's kind of crazy. And then also, like, certain levels, like, it kind of ruins the effect, you know what I mean, on certain levels. Like, um, if you watch somebody else play it, because you get uninspired results when you play it, because then you think that's the way I got to play it, when you can yeah, play it through yeah. the mission in a completely separate way and stuff like that. Yeah, that was yeah, that was another thing too, because you know, obviously, you were playing it one way, I was playing it one way, and it's like, well, I'm just gonna have my own experience with it, so that way, when we do have a conversation about it, it's like our own unique experiences, and not like, oh, well, you did it this way, and I talked to you about it, so I ended up doing it that way too. Although I did watch one of your gameplay videos because I was stuck, and I was like, what the <laughs> fuck did Sandy do? How the fuck did this motherfucker did beat the game? Get through this? Yeah, I was like, how the hell did he do this shit? What the hell? But I highly, highly recommend you to play through this game blind, like as blind as possible. Like if you wanted to play along with us and if you wanted to play this game first, then come back to the podcast. Or even if you've never heard of this, still heard everything that we fucking said and want to play it still, just go in it. Don't look at no gameplay other than what you've seen on screen and just enjoy the ride because it's really, really good. Yeah. And obviously, like, yeah, this is if if you've played the game before and you want to listen to, you know, someone talk about it, because I don't think there's much content out there about this game to begin with. <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, that's a perfect way to uh, sort of guide our listeners on, you know, how to approach this. I will put a spoiler thing in the like when I'm editing the video. I'll put like a, you know, spoiler warning in the beginning because you know i felt like we should should have maybe <laughs> we should start with that we'll, we'll do yeah. that next time so. yeah. but but i do feel like like i do want to talk about all the stuff even if it's spoilery like that's kind of the, the fun of the podcast it's like well i want to talk about the story i want to talk about what happened you know this isn't like a new game if if this was like a game that came out last year i could understand like okay we don't want to spoil it for everybody you know yeah but this is a this, this is a what 15 year old game this game's old enough to drive this game <laughs> this came out in 2004 at not my old job to drink. i have old to i drive. have kids that come into my job to like do shit and i look at their driver's license and i'm like bro you're younger than the we like <laughs> that's how you gauged 
Yeah, Avengers. like I think about shit. And I'm like, bro, you're younger than Blade Storm, the Hundred Year War. <laughs> what the fuck? But you're just as mediocre. <laughs> You'll never amount to anything. You're born after Blade Storm. That's the peak of humanity. Yeah, the Blade Storm. Uh, that's your. Um, what do they? So you know how like there's years and you have like a an, like an animal designated to like the year. Like I was born in the year of the rabbit. <laughs> Year of the yeah. Blade Storm. Yeah, Year of the Blade Storm. In the yeah. Year of the Second Sight. <laughs> That's how we're gonna start designating people because we're super nerds. Um. Oh, actually, that's a good question. Since we're kind of moving out of the Second Sight discussion, and we were kind of like in the just leftover thoughts, a little bit of like you know closing stuff. But do your friends consider you a nerd? Yes. Sadly. Do you consider your friends nerds? Yeah. Um, yeah? Okay, so you're all nerds. <laughs> let me check the Discord, right? Well, I can't record in the Discord. But when I left, they were all playing League of Legends. And okay, they were so as they were downloading Minecraft te- mod packs to download and talking about Destiny while playing Teamfight Tactics. So... Yeah, they're nerds. nerds. We were probably we were talking about the anime chapters earlier today that came out for Shonen Jump and stuff like that. But um, alas, I'm the nerd because I have this behind me. You're the collector. Yeah, they were yelling at me like, "You buy all them damn games, but you ain't got an air fryer." I'm like, "All right, (laughs) what?" (laughs) Yeah, they was mad at me. They was like. I don't have an air fryer with it. Nah, my mom bought me an air fryer for my birthday. And they're like, you just got an air fryer? You're supposed to have one. You got a house, but you ain't got no air fryer. I'm like, I got an oven. <laughs> yeah, like what? I don't understand. I need an air fryer for it, but I mean, we going to see. I was air frying some salmon before we got in this podcast, so. Yeah, you have to let me know. Salmon's like my favorite food, so you have to let me know how that We going to see. We going to see out. if it goes. <clears throat> um, Would you, so you would recommend this game? Yes. Is that yeah? You would recommend it. Yes. <laughs> there we go. I realized it got dark because we were talking so long. <laughs> I would definitely recommend this game. Um, yeah. See, the thing about this game is why I think this game is like super interesting to me specifically is because I don't normally play games like this. Like I normally play RPGs or something with a level up. Or if it even if it doesn't have a level up, like stealth games that I play are like sticks or a game where it doesn't really matter if you get caught. That's kind of like an afterthought, you know what I mean? Where it's like stealth through, but if you get caught, oh well. Like I don't really like think about this game like that. And this, this game is very interesting because it's not what I expected at all. Seeing the cover, playing the game by the same people that made it, like it's everything i did not expect and i think that's a good change of pace from what i normally play which is all weeb shit no i've seen your channel there's not enough weeb shit on there what the fuck hey super dural was that <laughs> that was not a weeb game that is that a was weeb a, game i was i watched i watched your whole thing on it and it looks cool, but that's Western animation. Is that that's not weeb? There is a whole Super Saiyan battle in that game. That's... Well, it's taken from popular culture. I would that say. is true because the character is technically Napoleon Dynamite. So I mean, yeah, 
pretty yeah. much. And also, I saw your gun video, um, and I really enjoyed that. Everybody, go watch it. But don't do it. it There's a song in there that oh, I just got secondhand embarrassment from that song. I just thought about that shit. Wait, what? Wait, what? What? what in, the what, beginning, the song? in the beginning of the video, I made a fucking song, a little rodeo song, a salon. Oh, song. that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's good. No, that was good. That was. That all felt uh, natural. It wasn't like awkward or anything. It was good. Um, yeah. But I, I'm looking forward to your second sight video now that. Uh, Likewise, I want to see. I'm not making a second sight video. <laughs> I thought you said you were making a second sight video. <laughs> no, I'm not making one. I never said that. God damn it, Sandy! I never said I was making it. <laughs> well, you got to make no. one now. I said it. <laughs> <laughs> People are gonna be expecting it. <laughs> Yo, what a second sight video, man, man. No, no, no. I don't even. I'm still trying to come to like. You have uh, have come to grips with like what content is gonna be on your channel and like the consistency. I'm still trying to like figure out what, like, I know what I want to do, but the games I want to cover are still like a little nebulous. That like, is I'm true. Still because you are very like JRPG right now. Exactly. Yeah, and I'm like, I switched to. I suck inside. Hey, guys. <laughs> uh, so, and I I kind of want to stick to that, but JRPGs take so much time, you yeah. know? Um, so I'm just trying to. And I lost all my music stuff. So I. Yeah, so it's just a whole fucking thing. I'm just going to do this podcast. Fuck. <laughs> this is it. This is all I got. This is all I'm fucking doing. Yeah. At least I get to play a game. <laughs> exactly. I'm lucky I get that. I'm <laughs> honestly yeah you know how daunting persona 3 feels to me because i know even persona 5 royal you know how i just know the first four hours just talking in cutscenes, and it's like yeah do i have four hours to sit there and watch cutscenes mm-hmm. to get to a little bit of gameplay tutorial and then get to the actual game after 20 hours jrpgs are ugh, it's too much man yeah man. but i did want to I, I feel like um, it'd be fun to do a little section in these podcasts, which we could start right now, um, where we talk about, because um, we're constantly shopping for games, it seems like. So I wanted to do like a little section, which we could do now, where we just talk about like maybe the top five games that we just bought. So not talk about like full length, but just say, this is what I picked up. This is what I picked up, you know. Um, but recently... I pick. Hold on, let me grab this real quick. I'm about to say. Uh, 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 <laughs> here. Yeah, so I just picked up Strike for Dynasty Warrior Strike Force. Bruh, I deadass was going to buy a PSP or a PS3 just for that game, bro. I thought about that shit the other day, and I was like, why don't they make a Strike Force three? Why don't they just make that <laughs> normal? Like, Dude, oh my god, that shit was crazy. I haven't played this game. I just played a little bit last night, and I'm like, what is this? It's Bro, so interesting. I love like it. It's like one of my favorite Dynasty Warriors games. Just is because, it? like, bro, like, that little form that, like, Super Zal Young, stuff? yeah, every single character has that, and it's so interesting to me. It's kind of like Dynasty Warriors and Monster Hunters had, like, an, a love child. Yeah. And it came out to be, like, amazing. <laughs> And then I picked up uh, Dead or Alive Five because I love me some some uh, fighting games with uh, busty women, <laughs> busty three D women. <laughs> that actually might game. be like the last good Dead or Alive game before it became um, a 
like a free to play kind yeah, of junk yeah. or whatever. And and DLC. Um, that's what I was looking. The word I was looking for. Heavy the DLC yeah. clone. And then I picked up Lord of the Rings: War in the North. I have played that game. Well, I watched somebody play that game, but I never played it specifically. But it does look. It is very interesting. It's kind of like the Third Age too, essentially. Is it? Essentially, okay. Yeah. So this is a game that was always like I feel like it's not popular, not talked about enough. I've never heard anything about it, so I'm like, back of the rack, kind of. It's cheap. Uh, <clears throat> Jericho. I've seen Clive that cover Barker's before. Jericho. Yeah. I don't know if you can see that. I've seen that cover before, but it's just like Second Sight. If I this that is shit, a game. <laughs> my dudes would be like, "Put that shit back!" Hell no. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. This is a uh, Clive Barker's Jericho. This is actually uh, Clive Barker's the guy who created um, Hellraiser. Huh. And yeah and i've actually played this game and actually really really fun first person survival horror shooter um we might have to add this to the list down the line is it kind of like condemned no first person um not as open as condemned it's definitely like a more corridor shoot think doom a little bit but not as arcadey i guess um sacred 2 Sacred I've heard 2. This. I've seen that cover before. That's another one of those ones that was in the rack that I was like, hmm. This is yeah, this is a back of the this is basically Diablo, but uh someone else's answer to what Diablo could be, essentially. Um so it's like a top down, uh isometric view, your character, you pick a class, and then you just open world, do missions, choose um I think there's like a light and sh- yeah, light or shadow you decide. Hmm. You know, yeah. PS3 so 360. That's one that I always thought to myself, like, maybe I should collect for this now. Like, I would. But the whole um, thing is that, like, most of the games that I want to play, I either have them on Steam or they have, like, <laughs> a PS5, PS4 remastered or something like that. Yeah. With these games, I'm, I'm sure there's some available on Steam, but um, with the PSN store, you know how they're going to be stopped. Um, oh, God, my fucking English. How they're going to stop selling... Uh, like, or they're gonna close the PlayStation Store for PS3, PSP, and PS Vita. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of those games are gonna be gone. So physical releases, the the value is gonna go up. Oh yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, yeah, I've been collecting them not for that reason, but um, and that's actually why I chose Crimson C2 to play because I have the digital version of that, and it's more expensive. Uh, well, actually, how much did you pay for Crimson C? I paid eighteen bucks for mine. That was okay. after shipping and handling, so it was like fourteen. But see, I bought it off Amazon, and they're really sketchy because oh, wow. yeah. I you have to click like used, and then yeah. they'll specifically, but they won't. Sometimes they won't say like that is disc only, and sometimes they will. But luckily for me, my I actually have Crimson Sea in my little thing right here as well. That's Ooh. one of the ones. Yeah, it actually came like complete in box with the instruction booklet and everything. But ooh. I like it said just used acceptable. Like there's hella scratches on the back of it, but I can get that resurfaced. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that's what I've got. Um, show me, show me your fucking haul, your back to back haul. I uh, gave my friend Naruto Clash Ninja one and two for uh, a game he said he doesn't like. He said he hates it. Parasite Eve. Oh God, I another want that so much. psychic 
action third person shooter game but this one has the same fixed camera angle but you can't change it it's a uh, uh square enix's answer to resident evil I've, i actually haven't played it yet because we need to can we okay can we make the exception and that be one of the back of the rat games I, yeah i, I want to play that game so much it should have i might do a video game. on that game Oh yeah, and then this also comes with speaking of Musashi, uh Brave Fencer Musashi, this one does in fact have the uh Squaresoft nineteen ninety eight collector's C D inside of it as well with uh is that a demo for Xenogears? Huh. What? It's a demo and trailer disc. I didn't know that. That's like this is the farthest I've opened this box. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of just opened it and said everything's in there. All right, cool. Like I didn't even look at the disc. I thought it was three discs. So, um, went down to my local gaming store called Superbit in uh, Falls Church, Virginia. If you want to check them out, they're pretty cool. Um, and I found this as soon as I walked in: Naruto Shippuden Dragon Blade Chronicles. N- I'm Never. I'm a huge Naruto fan. Never heard of this game in my life. <laughs> And apparently, you fight gigantic dragons, and you can use a GameCube controller, and everybody uses swords and have, like, this samurai aesthetic to them instead of ninja aesthetics. But it's by the same team. Oh, shit. It's by Atlas. What the? Oh, are you sure it's not published by Atlas and developed by somebody else? It says Atlas, Tomy. It's probably made by Tomy and published by Atlas. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Maybe it's published by Atlas. But I'm thinking from what it looks like, this Tony might be like familiar. Uzumaki Chronicles 3. Uzumaki Ooh, Chronicles is a really, 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 really fun Naruto game. I would say probably one of the best. Other than Rise of Ninja, Broken Bond, and of course the Storm series. So, so you're a Naruto fan, huh? Yeah, I was. You're that's why people call Naruto me. Fan. When I was... <laughs> no, dude, I've, I'm also a Naruto fan. Just See, fan. growing up, I was a Naruto fan until my big cousins put me on a Bleach day. I was like, nah, fuck that. You need to get on this Bleach train. And then I was like super into Bleach. And then when Bleach ended, Naruto was still going. So I was like, all right. Or no, vice versa. I was like super into Naruto. Got into Bleach super heavy. And then when Naruto ended, I got back into Bleach. And then now it's just one piece because that's all that's left. Uh, the next game is. I just actually just beat this shit last night. Well, I didn't beat it. That's a lie. I got to the final boss last night. Let's just say that. Nano Breakers. It's. Um... <laughs> Konami game, right? You don't you don't like it? It's a game. It's Kogi and Igarashi's fucking fart. This is what this shit is. This is interesting. I I don't I hate to talk shit about this game because it's actually pretty interesting. I've actually this is probably one of the only times I've found something other than like a sports game at a thrift store. I found this shit at the local thrift store for like a dollar, and I was like, oh shit, it's not yeah, a sports game. Yeah, you have to pick game. it up. Yeah, gotta pick it up. <laughs> Yeah. From the producer of the renowned Castlevania series, right on the back, you essentially play as a cyborg ninja. And you um, get sent to this island to go stop this giant uh, robot threat thingy, my Bob. And it has like an interesting like combo system to and like 
it has the, the gameplay is super interesting but the only kill about the game is is that it's incredibly hard and it's not like hard as in like dark souls like you just don't know what the fuck you're doing it's hard as in like i'm gonna actively dick you like there's no pickups there's no item shop there's no nothing so like there's very few health pickups so like if you fuck up that's it like you gotta just deal with it for like the whole there's plenty of times in this game where i would go through and try to like i get a health pickup and immediately lose most of my health have a quarter of health and have to use all that to get to the like the next boss to get the next health pickup like it was yeah annoying another game <clears throat> i actually i got this at the same store that i got uh the naruto game from it's because we were i found this game and we both were like uh, oh hold on yeah you gotta figure yeah, this shit looks, out yeah this yeah. game i still haven't played it yet i'm i'm saving it for you that sounds sus but <laughs> <laughs> i'm this saving is, this guys, game for this podcast i want to play you guys are it so listening bad. to you guys are listening to a bromance uh in in the uh <laughs> just it's it's brewing a, a brewing bromance <laughs> Um, Crimson Tears. It's a it's a Capcom game. It's a yeah. beat 'em up, but it's actually a roguelike at the same time too. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so it's essentially what Dragon Quarter tried to be and failed, but better. So <laughs> wait, Dragon Quarter wasn't that an RPG? Yeah, Breath of Fire. Yeah, yeah. straight straight up. Yeah, that was. This, this is not turn based, right? No, it is real time, which is wonderful. Which is what Dragon Quarter should have been, what it was trying to be, because it has real time elements. But then it goes into like a Disdaiga strategy RPG overhead, and it slows down everything. And that's the main like contentious with that that game. But like this game, since it's a beat 'em up, the cool thing about it is if your character dies, there's three other characters on the box, obviously. If one of them characters, you choose them to go inside, and if they die, you play as the other character, and you have, like, a time limit, and you're slowly losing all the shit that you gained inside the dungeon, and you have yeah. to sl- quick, like, quickly go there and save your character to, like, get your shit. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah, I save that one for... Yeah, for this that. is definitely going to be an episode on the podcast, because... You didn't know about it. I didn't know about it. Only reason I found out about this was scrounging through old video game magazines. And I just saw it and was like, what the fuck is this? This looks tough. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> and luckily, yeah. I went to the game store and it was right there. I was like, yeah, we got to go ahead and get this now. <laughs> and then yeah. Crimson C2, which is also what we were talking about. Sci-Fi Dynasty Warriors. Episode 3. Episode 3. That, that's, Yeah. Cause it's okay. So episode one was Bladestorm. Episode two is Second Sight. Episode three is Crimson Sea. Oh, you mean episode three of the podcast? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you mean. Crimson, Crimson Sea <laughs> two, episode three. <laughs> yes, that's what I was thinking. I was like, "There's a third game, and this is the second yeah. But yeah, it's. I've only played twenty minutes of it, and it's really, really fun. I could tell that I'm going to lose a good two weeks of like gaming to just this I'm game. Gonna- it's so it's we'll talk about it more when the video comes you'll see it's, it it's next, great next podcast. i love it yeah <laughs> next, yeah um yeah so i feel like we should um do like you know at the end of every podcast we'll like sort of just talk about what we've picked up and maybe what we're gonna play like we just did um 
just because you know we pick up a bunch of games and i have no one really to talk about like what i pick up with aside from you know my girlfriend but she's not like she's just gonna be like oh, wow. like she's like oh, that yeah. looks cool <laughs> i guess is that, a <laughs> is, that, is that pikachu <laughs> it's nano breaker what no <laughs> but um <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I think yeah, we'll make that like a little tradition, you know. Yeah, um, I like that. That's actually really nice. But I think yeah, I mean that's that's all we have, I think. Yeah, as that's far all. As closing thoughts. Uh, no more questions. You had any? Nope. No. Right. We kind of well, I kind of fleshed out all my all my feelings on second I, sight, like a therapy session, and I just feel yes. cleansed. <laughs> Dude, so do I. That's so funny. Like I felt a little bottled up. I was like, like it's just gonna sit on the shelf now, and I'm just gonna be like, I, like, <laughs> I just can't wait to like watch somebody else play it and just sit in the back, like, yeah. Because <laughs> like, you that's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing. It's like we play these games, and sometimes you don't really have anybody to talk about them with, aside from maybe like you know, on Twitter, I guess, at a very superficial level, right? So like it's nice to just to play a game like this have like you know a discussion about the elements and talk about everything and it feels like a project each game is like okay i finished this writing this down and then we talk about it and it's like i'm done moving on with my life now yeah it just feels like a weight off your shoulders so and even like going into details like actually like figuring out about the game like it's kind of it's really interesting like next time i'm definitely going to go more into detail about like specific people I never really yeah, go into detail do. about people because I always figure like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> but Crimson Sea already care. has me interested. <laughs> yeah, Crimson Sea already has me interested though, just because yeah, I've. Oh yeah, it says it right here, right on the back of the box. General producer, Ko Shibusawa. I don't know who that is, or I mean, it has the 25th anniversary Koei sticker at the top, so. He's got to be somebody big at Koei, and this has got to be somebody very important to the entire ecosystem. So, yeah, that's something that I want to do with with games is sort of learn the names of people who not everybody's name, but like specifically. Yeah, like with movies, I, I'm really good. Like, OK, I know who the director, writer and cinematographer typically are. And we know the actors. Right. But um, and it's games, easy like, to look them up. Yeah. You can exactly, go to yeah. Internet Movie Database and see all the movies they're credited, uncredited, and everything on. There's nothing really like that. Like, Moby Games is the only website that really has everything, like, listed. But you can't, like, yeah. click every person on the game and be like, oh, I wonder what this lead QA designer is doing now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I kind of want to just get better at that and, like, know my favorite games better, if that makes sense. yeah. Like, you know, like, I just want to know, like, who designed this and who did that and who's the director, animation director. Like, I just love that shit. I'm like, I should know. And this is my hobby. I feel like it's good to know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so thanks, guys, for joining us on our second episode of Back of the Rack. Um, you can catch us on any platform that We're on podcasts everything. are available. Apple yeah. Podcast. I feel like these are the ones you should always <laughs> Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, <laughs> Spotify. What yeah. else did they say on podcasts? Or wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I mean, you you mentioned some that I hadn't, not even, the Stitcher, or would you say? Like, yeah, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Yeah, we're so we're, we're everything. Um, 
And on YouTube, obviously, if you want to watch the video, um, we have the video cast, which will probably be like the main source, I feel like. And then people will splinter off. Like, okay, I just want to listen to the like to the video, but uh, or I'm sorry, to the, the audio <clears throat> uh, because the videos are shit. <laughs> <laughs> Look, this is poorly produced. Video. We ain't even staring at each other. <laughs> like he's got no pants on. What's going yeah. on? <laughs> what? This is what? What? The background's constantly moving and it's yellow. Is that a dog? <laughs> uh, yeah, so you can watch us on YouTube um, at uh, Back of the Rack. Yes. Uh, channel, right? Yeah, that's the name of it. Yeah. But yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for riding with us. We know there's a bunch of uh, video game podcasts out there that talk about current stuff, old stuff, uh, you know, that dive into a specific console or whatever. But, um, you know, we thank you for for tuning into ours uh you could catch me on twitter not really though because i'm barely on there but maybe i'll be on there more <laughs> uh but mainly god what am i on mostly um yeah yeah i mean i guess twitter you know that's i mainly just comment on your stuff <laughs> like everybody else i'm like oh yeah cool 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 but um you can catch me on twitter at uh ben desert uh i also have a youtube channel if you haven't already subscribed or watched any videos on there that's also uh ben Dezer. that's b-e-n-d-e-z-z-e-r um and then uh yeah where, the, where can they catch you at sandy um you can catch me here on back of the rack podcast no but you can seriously catch me <laughs> on youtube as well at sandy as well all these links will be in the descriptions and stuff and I also have made a second site video. So if you want a non, um, a scripted video of my thoughts, that isn't all the way my thoughts, but just like a teaser, you can catch it on for there. I'm normally on Twitter most of the time, retweeting anime <laughs> shit. So you can catch me there. I try to talk about video games, but nobody wants to talk about video games. They'd be like, yeah, anyway. I try. You don't like all my, you don't even respond to me half the time. I'm like, damn. Because you'd be responding like seven days later. I'd be like. That is, that is, that is very true. I'd be like, right, it's a week. That's like seven years in Facebook time. (laughs) I'm just not, I don't know. I'm just not on there. Nah, yeah. I feel you though. Because I'm not on that Twitter from like, because spoilers come out on like Wednesday. I'm not on there. From like Wednesday to Sunday. Oh, I'm on my maybe I have to 